ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for listening to the Valet Tudor Dojo Show. I'm Hayden Morris, self-taught Valet Tudor black belt, professional lucha libre wrangler, armchair MMA expert, and your host. And I'm joined by today's co-host, Josh Morris. Well, what the topic is going to be about. We're not going to get <laughs> sued for this, right? Parody? Uh, Fair use? Pa- parody. This is a comedy. Yeah, MMA com- comedy. Parody. It's a comedy show. Three podcasts. I mean, a sports podcast. That's right, sports. We're we're good. I feel like we could take Gareth in a fight. It's Dave Anthony that I'm worried about. Uh, but he gets Jose. Oh, can't. can't hurt. You bring you bring your cat. He's just going to attack me. That's true. Currently bleeding from my legs still a little. <laughs> he attacked you five days ago. Right. Yeah, and tonight, yeah. All right. On today's show, we're going to be talking about what just happened at UFC 273. But before we get into the show, a quick piece of housekeeping here at the dojo. Please hit the like and subscribe button on whatever app or platform website you're listening to the show. And please give us five-star review. Write anything you want, but give us all the stars, all the thumbs-ups or whatever. It's not for us or not for our egos. It's for the algorithms of our Spotify or whatever the app Overcast is. Or whatever other app you're using, uh, it's just so that we can get to the top and we can get more listeners and some sponsorship money. We don't want to ask you, our beautiful, intelligent listeners, to send us money or go crowdfunding. We want corporate money. We want to stay out of your pockets and go into the big time money. Anything you want to add? Hooray for capitalism. That's right. Anyway, without further ado, let's start the show. Uh, UFC. 273 took place earlier today from uh, when we're recording. Um, and in the main event, Alexander Volkanovsky defended his featherweight title in dominant fashion with a huge stoppage win over top contender, the Korean zombie, Chan Sung Jo. Um, Volk looked faster and better than ever. He's landed stiff jabs to change the complexion of zombie's face very early on and was just off to the races from there. Uh, he had more of a counter-striking game plan and uh, wasn't using his usual leg-kick leg heavy game and Volk never looked at any point in danger of losing his belt. Uh, his performance was better than he'd ever been. If today's Volkanovski fought any other Volkanovski of the, of the past, I reckon that uh, Volk would have smashed him. Well, that's good. I mean, he's better. Yeah, no, like... I hate to lose to my past self. He, he like, uh, he reached, like, a new level of greatness. That's no pun on his nickname. Alexander okay. the Great. But, I didn't um, think it was yeah. until you said that. Now I'm convinced it was. Yeah. Puns are terrible. But, um, Zombie, he, uh, he showed how tough he was. He just, Kept getting back up. He kept fighting, and uh, it was game as ever. But he was just outclassed by the champion. Um, have you got uh, any rankings or anything in front of you right now? No. Because uh, I was going to ask you, and I know that they just fought earlier today. But what do you think is next for the champion? Um, my number one thought would be. A third fight with Max Holloway, who he won the title off and has already defended against once. 
um, because those two were already booked, originally booked to fight at UFC 273, but Holloway had to pull out for whatever reason. Um, but after the fight uh, in the cage, Volkanovski was saying um, to the whole featherweight, he put them all on blast, he said, get your shit together, get some wins, and earn your spot against me. Your thoughts, yeah. Josh? Good call out. Call out the whole division and tell them that. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm just... Well, light a, they'll light a fire under the belly of the people who deserve to go for it. Yeah. Listen to anybody's whinging or whatever. I'm not getting enough total shots. But, um... I don't have the rankings in front of me or nothing either. Because... I didn't set up very cleverly. But, um, yeah, having a look like um, at the current rankings, which will change on probably Wednesday. Number one is Max Holloway, which they could still do that fight. Next is uh, Brian Ortega, who Volkanovski just belted a couple months ago. Next is uh, Yair Rodriguez who's coming off a loss to Max Holloway. So, Chan Sung Jung, Jung, who he just beat. And um, after that is Calvin Catter. Let's have a look at what he's doing. He's not booked or anything, I don't think. Um, but, yeah, I don't remember. Calvin Catter coming off a win. Oh, the big win over... Um, Giga. So, yeah, I don't know. I reckon have Giga, sorry, not Giga, have uh, Calvin Catter fight Max Holloway, maybe. When he gets a shot. Anyway, in the co-main event, Aljamain Sterling defended the UFC bantamweight strap with a split decision victory over interim bantamweight champion Pierre de Yarn. Uh, it was a close fight. I had it uh, three rounds Yarn, two rounds Sterling, with Yarn winning the first, fourth, and fifth. Aljo, he dominated the second and third, but the first round is highly debatable for either side, I think. Um, anything to add? Not really. I don't know either of them. Didn't see yeah, it. didn't see it. Um can't think of any funny joke to put here. No. Well, in uh, in their first fight, when Sterling won the belt off Yarn, he uh, took an illegal knee and uh, was the first ever UFC fighter to win a belt by disqualification. Uh, yes, I do I do remember hearing that story. Was yeah. A controversy about whether or not. Yeah. Be what do you think? Do you think um, real fights are... Illegal knee. Do you think that a title change should be applicable there? Uh, I think it should be stripped from the champion. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it should should be given to the challenger. Yeah. It's, and I mean, I it's, I guess, what do you really do? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Because I mean, like obviously, he the challenger would 
you'd immediately want to give the challenger another shot against someone else. So, isn't he essentially the champion anyway? Yeah, and then, um, like, you can't just have him go against what is now the former champion, can you? Because it's just yeah, otherwise there's no he's getting a title fight off of the disqualification loss. Yeah, um, it's yeah, really- I, I, I think I, I guess yeah, giving the challenger the belt is probably the best option there. Yeah, I think so. It's yeah, I don't, I don't it's a weird, do. it's a weird situation. Um, um, but yeah, Sterling he um he won this fight. He he definitely won it. Well, arguably won it. Definitely won it, but arguably won it. Um, it was close. It really was. Even um one of the judges thought that Pierre de Jan had won. Yeah, it was a and, split decision. Yeah, and um. They were in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, Sterling, he's an American, but the entire crowd was um, pro Peter Yarn, Yarn, cheering for him the whole time. And uh, and uh, he's a Russian. It was just a, a weird scene that everyone was on um, Yarn's side over their own countrymen, especially for Americans. Awesome. Hooray capitalism line, I had to make it more political, but uh, yeah, that doesn't actually shock me too much with American politics, where it is. Uh, no, it's mostly because um, Al Jermaine, he's been like playing out the bad guy thing by being like, yarn's dirty. He came out with, um, he had a notebook that he'd, he'd put a s- sticker on that said um, MMA rule book for dummies. And uh, he had a uh, American football helmets. He's like, I might need to wear this in case he starts throwing illegal knees. But pe- and people are just, funny. I think it was, I think it was brilliant what he's doing. But no, uh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. If you illegally need someone, then that person's allowed to make fun of you for illegally needing them as much as they want. Yeah, a lot of people are also a lot of MMA fans are mad at uh, Sterling for winning the belt by disqualification, like it's his fault. Yeah, no, that's funny. Um, Almost, like, uh, people are unreasonable. Yeah. Uh, I was taking Yarn in this fight, though. I thought Yarn was going to smash him because... Smash him in the first fight. In his last fight, Yarn beat up uh, Corey Sandhagen. Like, it was very dominant. It was a good fight. It had a couple close moments, but it was was pretty dominant by Yarn, if uh, I remember correctly. So good on Sterling, who I think came in as the underdog, despite being champion. Um, after the fight, Sterling called out TJ Dillashaw. I think he called him TJ Needleshaw and TJ Pillashaw because of his uh, he got busted when he fought uh, Henry Cejudo. Yeah, he got busted for EPO, um, the Lance Armstrong drug. Um, Pierre de Yarn said that he wanted a third fight with the Funk Master. So, what do you do? What's next? Uh, I don't know. Um, the champion called someone out, and the only place to be given a title shot. Um, it's the fair fight to go Dill- with. Dillashaw is coming off of um, a big win. I can't remember who it was. So I'm just having a look here. Um, uh, yeah. 
Uh, I was just having a look at the rankings, and um, one name that stands out to me is, um, and is always, Jose Aldo. Um, Aldo's on a three-fight win streak over three tough dudes, Marlon Vera, Pedro Munoz, and Rob Font. All really, really good wins. Um, and he has the name recognition and stuff. But um, he also has a chance to fight Dominic Cruz, which is just like a dream fight. For um, But Dana White said during the post-fight press conference that the Yarn fight, the Sterling Yarn fight, would always be there because Yarn is one of the baddest dudes in the division. So he's not going anywhere. Um, and most likely they'll go forward with the Dillashaw fight. Um, now onto the featured matchup, because this match, like more people, I believe, were tuning in to see this fight than the two title fights. Like it, it eclipsed them, um, and it's the reason that I was watching any fights at all. Kamzat uh, Chimaev took a unanimous decision over top welterweight contender Gilbert Burns in what is a contender for fight of the year. Um, Hamzat came out on top of a back-and-forth battle with a much higher-ranked opponent in Burns. I believe Kamzat wasn't ranked um, coming into the fight, and Burns... Uh, was ranked two or three, number two in the world at welterweight, and um, but Chimaev had never lost a round and never been past the second round. Uh, Chimaev was both... Hey, Chimaev was ranked eleven in UFC rankings. Was ranked? I didn't think he was ranked at all. Oh, the way that's still oh. a huge jump. He was eleven, so he's not in the top ten. So he's essentially not ranked. Yeah. No offense to the top fifteen or anything. Yeah, like literally. It's a weird all... number to hey? It's a weird number to start your rankings at. Where do they start at fifteen? Fifteen. Uh, that's pretty fair, I think. And a lot of um other MMA outlets like Tapology and stuff, they'll do like everybody in the world at that weight class, so like you get like who's Sounds number exhausting. Who's number two hundred and sixty three? Um, where was I? Um, yeah, both men had their stock go up after their performances here today. Big shots on both sides that would have stopped most welterweights, and a lot of heart and grit shown. This is possibly my new number one fight in MMA, replacing Chuck Liddell versus Vanderlei Silva back in oh seven, which won fight of the year in whatever year it was fought. 07 or 08. Um, if anyone out there hasn't seen it, I recommend it highly. Um, and again, during the... Uh, there's a lot of like bad blood like lead up and stuff. The videos of them like yelling... Oh, she may have like yelling at uh, Burns in the hotel while they were trying to cut weight. Um... But, yeah, a lot of respect shown afterwards. Like, I don't know what you do with the rankings because, you know, I know he lost an all, but Gilbert Burns shouldn't drop from number two or drop or even drop out of the top five. 
Um, but obviously, Chimaev's got to go way up. Um, anyway, the weird thing with UFC rankings to me is, I mean, if if number eleven beats number two, shouldn't eleven be number two? Yeah, that's quite a jump, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, that, that like that scene, that's a huge jump. Surprised they were fighting. Oh, have, have you been paying attention? He's yeah. He's... Uh, let me preface. Let me go back. I the only person on this entire card I is the Korean zombie. We've already covered his fight. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, Chimaev. He's had. He's been in the UFC for two years. He's, uh, I'm just going off of what I heard at the post fight press conference. Four fights in two years. Uh, and before this fight, he'd had he'd been hit like twice. Like he'd run through these dudes like a hot samurai sword through butter. To quote Joe Rogan, Anderson Silva. Yeah, we'll have a look at his record. Uh, his first six fights yep. were all in various organizations or wins. Yep. He's had five fights at the UFC. Every, uh, all f- the first four fights were all performance of the night. Yeah, and then this one was fight, fight of the night. He also broke the record for quickest turnaround between UFC wins. Yeah, about ten days. Ten days. Yeah, and they were different weight classes too. Um, but yeah, during the um, no, doesn't that healthy. No, but um, so I'm undefeated in freestyle wrestling in three yeah, amateur fights. Yeah. He just he, he most recently fought, if, unless it's done another one, was a uh, Jack Hermason he grappled with, and um, Hermason's like bigger, and he's and he belted him. I don't know, he didn't belt him, but he Chimaev looked great against him. Um. During the post-fight press conference, Dana White was less committal to his earlier statement uh, where he said with a win, Chmaev versus Colby Covington is next. He was asked twice about, so now does Chmaev fight Colby? He dodged the question, dodged it twice, but he did say that that fight, Colby Covington versus Hazmat Chmaev, would do huge numbers. And I hope Colby is next. If not, just give him the title fight. Yeah, so there's, he, beat, he just beat the number two. There's, you've got two options to give him. Yeah. Colby, he, I don't want to say ducks fighters, but he can be a pain to work with. Plus, if you just skip over Colby, then Colby's going to talk for a while about how he was skipped and how she, she may have scared, so he's going to help build up some numbers and stuff, I reckon. Um. And as for Burns, because I was like, uh, I know on his record there's another loss, but there's no losers. It was so good. Um, but I think for Burns, either have him fight a fellow top contender, I don't know what he's ranked, Leon Edwards. Number three. Number three. I think that's a fun fight. That's a good competitive fight. Or give him uh, Jorge Masvidal. Most Number of seven. Yeah, name recognition and... It's a fun fight. It's an actual fun fight. That's good. Yeah. 
that's number one thing. I want the fighters to be enjoying themselves. I that makes them that makes for better fights. No, I don't want that apology. Um, that was literally the only fights that um, I was really going to talk about on today's show from the UFC 273. Um, but also on there, Mackenzie Dern defeated Tisha Torres by a split decision. Mark Madsen at lightweight, uh, unanimous decision over Vince Pitchell. Um, on the undercards, Ian Gary, unanimous decision over Darian Weeks. Anthony Hernandez, unanimous decision over Josh Fremd. Raquel Pennington took a unanimous decision over Aspen Ladd. Mike Mallott uh, TKO'd Mickey Goal in the first round. I did watch that fight. That was that was a good fight. That was a fun fight. And um, Mallett just catches him right on the chin as he's coming in, and Goal just goes splat on his face. And the only other fight that I watched was uh, the heavyweight Alexander Olenek uh, submission with a scarf hold over Jared Vander. Mandera. Dude, which... you watched that. Can you explain what a scarf hold is? I can't say I've ever heard of it before. Um, how do I explain it? It's It looks similar to an arm triangle hold, but different. Um, okay. I, I can't do it justice. Like I said, I'm only a valet Tudo black belt, not a jiu-jitsu black belt. Also, so yeah, I googled it and it literally just links to side control. Cause apparently side control is also called scarf hold. Really? Yeah. Well, According to Wikipedia, but um, trusted source on the internet. Uh, that's sincere, by the way. If anyone never tells you that Wikipedia can't be trusted, they're stupid. Yeah. All the sources are at the bottom of the page. You can check them. Um. Oh, this is the one. Um. Because I was like, I know that Ollie Nick is uh, famous for a choke. It was the Ezekiel choke, which he's done twice in the UFC, and he holds. 14 wins in MMA competition with the Ezekiel Choke. Um, I don't know if you've seen his record, but it's 60 wins, 16 losses, one draw. And, um, yeah, the thing about Ezekiel Choke is, like it's it's harder to do without, um, without a gi, but he, 14 of them. Um, as I was saying, down at catch weights because I believe, uh, yeah, Kay Hansen didn't make weight and was unanimously decisioned by Piera Rodriguez and Julio Arce. I'm probably saying that wrong. Um, also missed weight at one unanimous decision over Daniel Santos. Um, Anyway, in other fight news, uh, on oh yeah, just a little bit. It's exhausting. I know. So hard. We are getting through this episode quick, though. Um, where was it? Joanna Yedjechik, which I know I'm saying wrong. Uh, we'll take on Zay. We'll take on Zhang Weilei in a rematch at UFC 275 on June 11. Their first meeting was the 2020 fight of the year by many MMA media sources and awards and is arguably the greatest female MMA fight of all time. Um, that's the fight. If 
you're familiar with it, where um, Joanna's head was just deformed from uh, the hematomas. I've seen a picture of that. Yeah. Uh, absolutely badass fight. Um, Zhang has fought twice since then, losing both times to Rose Namayunez. And Joanna hasn't fought since that fight back in March 2020. Um, that's on the uh, yeah, UFC 275 card on June 11, which will be headlined by light heavyweight champ Glover Teixeira taking on Yeri Prohaska. And um, having a look at the rest of that card, it's, so far, is pretty badass. Um, in bare-knuckle fighting news... Mike, the Marine Richmond, stopped former Bellator mainstay David Rickles in the second round of their BKFC 23 fight. Rickles looked good at the very start of the fight, but the tide quickly turned in favour of the now 3-0 Richmond. This win could put Richmond in a spot to challenge BKFC middleweight champ Tiago Alves, who, if I'm not mistaken, Alves won the... Oh, no, I'm thinking of uh, Lombard. Hector Lombard won the uh, light heavyweight strap over there. Can't believe you're too confused. Boy, yeah. Different. Yeah, way different. I was just I was thinking, wrong guy. I had the right opponent in my mind for, um, for Lombard, though. Uh, Riggs. Diesel Riggs. Um, anything... You'd like to talk about before we wrap things up? Um, I stand by the idea that WWE doing another brawl for all is a bad idea, no matter how many times you try to push it. I think that I could make it work. I wouldn't do boxing, by the way. Certainly hope not. I don't think they have the, the roster to pull off another one in the same way. Nah. No, that was definitely a uh, a timepiece, you know. Um, I would like them to do like an actual legit like freestyle wrestling, maybe even submission wrestling sort of a tournament. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, go back to the What's the word? The uh, the professional wrestling. Just give them go go like uh, the the old school English uh, rules where it's like three minute rounds or whatever as well. But uh, yeah, oh, and you know what I never get to bring up is uh, sumo wrestling, but I'm gonna do it this time. Last month, yeah. Last month they had their their March tournament. Um, Is that the one we watched? I don't know. Uh, I know I watched it, but um, the whole thing was one. I won't go into a whole lot of details here. The whole thing was one um, for his first ever top division championship. Uh, one of the most fun names to say. He a lot of Japanese names are fun. That's true. 
He went 12 and 3, won the championship first ever, and he's only been since 2017. So, good on him. Good on the kid. Congratulations. What a Waka Taka Kage. Yeah. Heard of that one. Big promotion coming his way, I think. That's good. Yep. Promotions are nice. Anyway, I don't have, I don't have much. Uh... Agenda, I'm getting to watch uh, Dad's guy fight. Uh, no, no, I couldn't get uh, enough people to like it. Um, what was his name? I want to find that out. Plug him. If I can. Uh, boxing. So, yeah, our dad is a boxing trainer. One of his trainees, fighters, had a a boxing match today. I'm keep going. I'll find it. Um, but uh, from what I hear, uh, it was uh, unsuccessful. Um, then there was a fight in the crowd. In the story I was told. Okay, good. Um, which doesn't shock me. That it does. Uh, probably should. But, you know, state of human nature. Um, Here it is. I think. Also, this is. His, his name his name is uh Di Donato. Hopefully I'm saying that right. And he took on Ali Kial. You have any other information on him? Ages at all? No, I've got nothing here. I've only got this list here. All I know is that uh Dad was saying because yes, it was it was, up, it was up here in Melbourne at uh, the Melbourne Pavilion in Kensington. Um, for the VABL, and um, Dad was saying Victorian Amateur Boxing League. Victorian Amateur Boxing League, correct? You got you got to say what it is before you do the acronym. Ah, my bad. It's just you know all the years in it. But um, no, Dad was just like, "Don't go up the paint. They're charging like sixty bucks at the door." <laughs> so what a rip. Uh, they did have the in the main event the heavy. ABL novice title, Tama Nikolaos versus Heath Graham, and uh, that you could have, you could watch it, and the official replay is still on um, Fight TV. If anyone's interested, and just you know, low low price, like twenty three bucks Australian. Yeah, beyond that, um, I think that's everything in Fight News. We definitely, there's no way we could have possibly missed anything. Covered Um, everything in depth detail. Yeah, the only other one that I was going to talk about, but I don't want to know, is it BKB over in the UK have a show on, and uh, Jimmy Sweeney's fighting. It's it's on later tonight. And yeah, Jimmy Sweeney's fighting. And uh, he's one of the best being up for the guys. So. Oh. Yeah, just bring that up a tiny little bit. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'll definitely sit down and watch that live. Um, fortunately, I won't be able to make the next podcast to like uh, explain all my thoughts and in-depth analysis <laughs> on it. Um, 
So yeah, but I'll, I'll have done it. I'll have definitely done a lot of yeah, research yeah. into that. Trust yeah, me. totally, totally. Um, anyway, with that, thank you, uh, thank you to everyone that listened to the show. We kept it short and sweet today. Um, please remember to like, rate, subscribe. Um, we got a Facebook page, Valley Tudor Dojo. Go like that as well, I guess. Um, anyway, until next time, I'm Hayden Morris. He's Josh Morris, and thank you for listening to the Valley Tudor Dojo Show. Goodbye. Bye.